Hi, thanks for joining us here at Rose Quartz Mediumship Podcast, where we love anything and everything healing and metaphysically based. I want to talk a little bit about a situation that I had with my son at school. When we transitioned back into school, my youngest son was really struggling with his role in the school with some of the structure and um, not feeling emotionally safe. And so I ended up having a meeting with the school. It went incredibly well. I felt very heard. I felt like my son was going to be advocated for. And a couple weeks later, my son went to the, went to the nurse's um, office because he'd thrown up. And very long story short, I didn't get a call until about 15 minutes before school was done. And they said, your son's not been feeling that well today. And if you're able to come get him, that's great. If not, we'll just send him home on his normal protocol because we know that it's, you know, not many minutes before school is done. And so when I got my son from school that day, I asked him what had happened. And he told me how he'd been playing and he started feeling sick and he went into the bathroom and he threw up in the boy's bathroom. And then he went in, told his teacher and went to the nurse's station. And he said that at the nurse's office, they, he had been um, essentially told that he could not come home from school. And when he asked why, they said, no one saw you throw up. And so they sent him back to his classroom. And luckily, he has a really beautiful teacher with a really warm heart who is very nurturing and very compassionate and very empathetic. And so while he did not feel good for the entire rest of the day, he actually felt supported and loved by his teacher. And I think his teacher kept him pretty close to him. So I called the school because, needless to say, that didn't add up for me. I couldn't understand why my son would throw up at school and they would not even call me that they would have him stay at school and tell him that unless he was observed vomiting that essentially they would assume that it didn't happen and i thought that is just such odd behavior just such odd behavior because first of all There are so many children who would be really emotionally traumatized by throwing up inside the classroom, right? That's a pretty traumatic event for a child to throw up in the classroom in front of all their peers. And so it didn't make sense to me (laughs) that the nurse was encouraging my child to not go to the bathroom and throw up in the bathroom. And also there's a lot of people who don't want to vomit 
in, in community. They want to do that privately. And so I called the school and I didn't get a call back. And the next day I called the school again and I didn't get a call back. And then I called the nurse to try and understand what happened because I'd been calling his teacher. And the nurse, I, you know, had asked, can you tell me what's going on? What happened yesterday for my son? And she looked it up and said that he um, had come in, said that he thought he vomited, and he couldn't tell her how much volume of vomit had come out of him. And so she told him that he could brush his teeth and sent him back to, to his classroom. She did take his temperature and he didn't have a fever. Um, and so she said that she sent him back to the classroom with the instructions to come back if he needed to come back. And she did say that she told him that if he had been observed vomiting, that he could come home. But because nobody observed him vomiting, that he could not come home. And so I started to respond to her in a very gentle way. And I said, well, I got a phone call 15 minutes before I was supposed to pick him up for school. And in the message, they said that he had not been feeling well all day. And before I could even finish the sentence, she jumped in and spoke over me. And she said, I told him to come back if he needed me. And at that point in time, I was pretty much done having the conversation with her because she wasn't even attempting to hear what I was saying to her. She spoke over me, interrupted, wouldn't even let me finish my sentence. And again, I was speaking in a very calm place. This is 24 hours later at this point in time. And so I decided that that clearly that was not the right channel for getting the answer that I needed for my son. And so I called the principal. And the principal and I had a really nice conversation about kids feeling safe and kids feeling heard and kids feeling like they can advocate for themselves. And we talked through how most kids wouldn't want to vomit inside the classroom for all of their peers to see and that if you made a rule that the only way you could come home is if you vomited where other people could see it that that might be a scenario (laughs) that could be kind of difficult to manage and we talked through the fact that it's incredibly disempowering to tell someone that unless they're observed doing something, it didn't happen. That their word about what they did is not enough. And then the irony of the fact that I'd already come in and met with them about how my son was not feeling that safe at school. 
and he was having really big emotions that we were really, really trying hard to honor. And so for him to have thrown up at school after I'd had this meeting talking to the school about how I really needed his emotional needs to be met, that of course I was concerned about his ability to learn in school, but my biggest concern is that my son was really struggling in the school. And so for me to have had that conversation with them, had a meeting with them, and have his emotional needs and his physical needs not met or cared for, felt really difficult. And we talked through the fact that he, the way that he was treated was incredibly disempowering. And that it was almost laughable that the nurse had told him that if he still didn't feel good later, he could come back. So you're asking a child who you just disempowered to do something from a place of empowerment, of advocating for themselves, after they've already done that. And you've already shot them down. You've disempowered them. And the conversation with the principal was really good. It was a great conversation. We were very much on the same page. I felt incredibly heard. I know that she was going to go and follow up. And in fact, the next day, the principal had a conversation with my son to follow up and help him feel safe in the school and help him feel like he could advocate for himself and that his needs could be met. And my son has a really beautiful ability to puke anytime he wants. It's like a really impressive talent. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. And he's been able to do it since he was a small child. And so that next day at school, after I'd had this meeting with the principal, you know what he did, right? He went and threw up again. And it was really a test to see what would happen. And I think every adult in the situation knew that. And they did exactly what they said that they would do, which was to call me. And we went and got him and brought him home. And the difference on his face was night and day. I knew exactly what he was doing. He was wanting to see if his needs would be met, if his words would be heard, and if he had the ability to come home if he needed to. And he did. And those kinds of lessons in life can feel very small. They can feel like, well, it was just one day. It was just one afternoon. But it's not just one afternoon. If my son had 
had that experience of throwing up at 10 o'clock in the morning and not being able to leave school until the end of the school day and essentially being told, we don't believe you. And so we're not going to honor what you're asking us to do, which is to go home. If he hadn't had the opportunity to go back and work through that and realize that his words do matter and he can advocate for himself and there is personal empowerment there and that I would advocate for him and his principal and his teacher would advocate for him. That could have set up a pattern or created a pattern that my son could have carried with him for years, years and years and years. And so I wanted to talk about this situation to just say that oftentimes we think of trauma as really significant events, but trauma is also situations like this where we are taught through an experience that our words don't matter, that our needs don't matter, that we're not able to advocate for ourselves, that we don't have personal empowerment. And I work with clients all day who are healing things from childhood to break the patterns that are going on in their life currently. And it is really, really impressive to see how much an event like this can have an impact on someone for the rest of their life. How it can set up a pattern, a behavioral pattern that can be something that you follow for years and years and years until you recognize how unhealthy it is and start working on breaking that pattern. And so I just wanted to, to kind of tell this story about my son's experience that is small, but also could have had the potential to be really big for him. And just throw it out there in the world so that if there's anybody who had an experience like that that has created a pattern of disempowerment in their life or for anyone who is supporting and loving a child who might have this kind of experience to just throw a different way of looking at it out there and I know that schools are busy the nurse's office is dealing with a lot of children and every teacher every support staff every principal of every school is probably overwhelmed and they have a ton of work on their plate and I'm not suggesting that we um, fight the school system that we have our children in I am suggesting that we work with the school system 
to support our child in the way that our child needs to be supported. And I am incredibly grateful that the school system that my children are in have been phenomenal when I've come in to have conversations, to advocate, to support my children in in various different directions, that they have met me with a lot of compassion, empathy, and professionalism. I hope that you have a beautiful morning or day or evening or night, wherever it is that this podcast is reaching you. And I hope that there's a little piece in this podcast that resonates on some level for you.